the next episode lucky episode number 27 will be in 2d is it <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen welcome to nerdtastic in 3d episode number 26 26 as they say in the uh, spanish-speaking countries my name is jason carter i'm jack eckler i'm sean fennel back from the dead yay <laughs> that was fun <laughs> and i'm josh sobrat everyone and we are a podcast of entertainment industry professionals talking to you about anything and everything that we find entertaining and or nerdy. To start us off today, I'm going to ask you guys one question, which is very simple. How many bullets has James Bond dodged in his career? Ooh, I'm going to say... Uh, has anyone ever fired at James Bond? Yeah, that's oh, yes. <laughs> that's the thing. Can you, are you taking... Into, I'm, like, I'm trying to break this down where it's like, some are machine guns... Some were set up. I love, I love how ones. you're really thinking this through. Yeah. I was just going to go first with yes. Yes, he has been fired at. He, <laughs> I'm sure he has. But uh, has he I'm, dodged them or has he been undercover? Mm, I am going to just answer with I believe, 832. I believe, I'm not positive, but I believe that the intention of the uh, statistic is actually how many times has he avoided being hit by a bullet. Hmm. Not necessarily, hey, I pulled a Matrix and I'm... Oh, well, then that number is much lower than than 800-something, I think. That's a, if, if someone's <laughs> unloading a clip Jason's and it's like... Jason's face to try to make out. Like, I'm throwing out things to see Jason's I face. I said 831, I said, right? That's my, that's my answer. That's a lot of guns. I, 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 got, an answer. I got an answer. Hold on. A dollar. One dollar? <laughs> One dollar. For the uh, Price is Right. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. <laughs> so basically anything under Josh, I win. So Josh, Josh <laughs> believes it's 831 bullets that Mr. Bond, James Bond, has actually uh, dodged in his career, Sean. Oh, seven. Seven, seven bullets. Seven, Woo, seven bullets. Oh, him. Fuck, I can't go with the dollar now because i got to go higher than Sean. <laughs> seven, I... seven bullets. <laughs> 007 bullets. You believe that James Bond has been fired at seven times. How many? Do you guys even know how many James Bond movies have been made total? Oh, I have friends right now. Going That's to why my I number love, is as high as it is. I love Just James Bond. Take films. it for what it is. No, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go somewhere around uh, 250 to 300 times. Okay. All right. Are you ready for the actual answer? Absolutely. Yeah, please. If it's 832, I'm going to flip my shit. <laughs> I hope so. If Just... it's zero, I'm going to kick this table over and leave. <laughs> okay, so we have... Two, we have... You clearly don't watch enough James Bond movies. <laughs> we have two people who think that that number is fairly on the low side. 207. And, uh, and jo- one, Josh extraordinarily high. Right. And Which Josh, I'm please. I'm sure I'm probably even low. 831. Yeah. The correct answer is 4,662 bullets. 4,000. Now, now you're saying it. 4,000. Or avoidance. A Regardless, if, some, if you're bullets. stuck behind, no, it's different. If you're duck behind a thing, How many you're bullets? avoiding being shot at exactly. with these bullets. You're avoiding <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. bullets. bullets. I avoided a clip. No, what you just said, the guns. If, if an AK-47 is firing at me, he's firing out you know, hundreds of rounds That's a second. That's why my number was right. high. But if the number is how many times has he avoided being shot, jumping behind a barrel's one. 
Yep. Runnings, two. You but, know what I mean? That number to me comes down, but you said bullets is different. Yeah. I got, I got confused, I guess. There's a little confusion. I think confusion a lawyer there. would ask how many bullets have been fired. There you go. That's what I want. James Bond. Okay. Well, uh, I, needed, I needed the well literal said. question. Well I need the literal question. How many bullets have been fired at James Bond but not hit him? Okay. That would have been accurate to me. I and want then that you, same, then you would have said higher? Yeah, I want that same spec for how many times Cobra's fired on G.I. Joe in the cartoons. Oh, man. G.I. Joe! <laughs> Thousands of red and blue beams and no one's ever been shot in that. Hey, hey, the more you know. Pork chop sandwiches! <laughs> Cha-cha! <laughs> So, <laughs> what do we so can we just can we just can we just all agree that I was closest, so I won? No, I was. Be- no, I think I, I, I oh, should have one dollar. No, Jason no. never guessed. I, I because he knew the answer. <laughs> knew the answer. Uh, Josh, I'm incredibly impressed. Yes. Incredibly impressed. By the way, complete because side note. you knew your retarded question. Because I understood it. Hey, I'm the retard. Do not do not blame the questions. No, it's the question. You were less than a quarter of the actual total. <laughs> it's okay. I just knew it was extremely high as opposed to. I'm just going to say this. Hold up, hold Sean. Up. I'm just going to say this. He was slightly higher than seven. Here, let me. Here, let me go. Let, and Josh, please go into this. This this reminds me of a story of me and Josh Lebrot. At the Staples Center, at a, at a, at a, maybe a Lakers game. It was Lakers or Clippers, this funny. and they, you know, they they have contests during the game where you can text in. And one of the contests, and I read it really fast and didn't pay attention, but they said how many people? No, okay, wait, well, no, 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 no. Yeah, let, let's correct. not let's not get that far into the story. Basically, yes, as as Jack said, they have the things up there, and I, 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 I thought Jack had seen seen the uh, seen the question. And I'm like, I did not. I'm like, that. and it was to win some. It was to win something, you know, worthwhile to, to you know, to, to to enter. So I was like, dude, guess what, what's the number? And he's just like, like how many jelly beans are in a thing? Yeah, what just basically. He's, I, just I, like, I don't know what I'm but, guessing. Yeah, but I thought he did. So I'm like, oh, guess it. And he's just like, oh, no. You said, what's your favorite? No, at one no, point you go, no, no, what's no, your no, I didn't say what your favorite favorite number is. I'm like, just say a number. And he's just like, I'm like, you're like seven. I'm like, okay, well then text seven. So you had to text the number in. And then, so later on in the Listen. game, about another quarter into this basketball game, it's like, and the answer to the question is, what is the attendance this evening? <laughs> and, and Jack's just like, is that what I was supposed to answer? Josh, no goes, shit. Why did you let me put seven? I was just like, I just thought that's what you knew. Josh fucking looked at me straight up and goes, Dude, give me a number. And I was like, seven? I love how I you just know. were like, all right. Okay. But that's what you want. He wore. knew the question. <laughs> and he did. And he said that to me. He goes, he goes really? Is what you're going with? But he did not say, seriously, dude, seven. He did. He said that to me, but he yeah. didn't, he didn't you, like, know, okay. you know, tell okay. me what it was about. Okay, wrong, okay. put it in. Text it. <laughs> and then he did fucking texted it. Once <laughs> again, I'm back to the person telling the question. I'm set, giving accurate set, info. Set the building on fire. Jason Carter, everyone. I don't know how many people are in attendance tonight. Four? That would be my guess. So, uh, I suppose we should talk about a little bit of podcast business for a moment. Uh, A couple of things that we are working on. I just want to give people a heads up about. Uh, We are avidly looking into how we can actually stream live to people uh, using some various technologies. But the one I think we're leaning on most right now is potentially uh, in Google Plus a feature called Hangouts On Air. Which we probably should have looked at two more for tonight. But <laughs> we, we, really, we honestly, though, guys, we tried last episode when I didn't bring the camera, but 
But that is definitely something that we yeah. are uh, is a priority for us. We would love to be able to have people join us live, email live, text live, so we can get people more interactive with the show. So uh, that will be coming to you soon, ish, soonish, soonish. But YouTube is still going. And that's going good, and we're putting content up there. And even when we don't have a video camera, I make sure to put some stuff up there. And I do love your... Tell me you saw it. I did, and that was great. It really was. Jack, uh, thank you so much for doing the video of last week, which featured footage of our Doritos Doritos crash course gameplay, I believe is what it was. Tell me you loved the intro of all of us and our, our avatars running in place. And I was telling Josh today, at one point... Josh's avatar was humping the ground to start with, <laughs> and then I cycled through and got on the same action, and then it looped both of us humping the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, how I uh, it. Was just, it was a lot of fun, but I, I want to try to incorporate more of that. So definitely, if guys, if, you, if you're digging that kind of thing, I, I want to try to maybe do some picture-in-picture stuff where you still see us if we record the video, but also have some fun gameplay if we're playing. Uh, Absolutely. So I think one thing that we should probably bring up, which is that tonight, uh, this evening, we are recording on a Thursday evening, and tomorrow, which is Friday, May 18th, 18th. is the initial public offering of Facebook, meaning that the company is going public and you can buy shares of the company starting tomorrow at $38 a share. Epo rocks. <laughs> so we've talked about this in the past on the, on the show. You know, we have various thoughts on uh, the stock market, on Facebook as an investment. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Jack? I have a lot of thoughts. I would love we, to hear some we, of we dove, me, me and Jason, Yeah, me and Jason dove into this a bit before the show. And, a little pre-show action. And, and yeah, and, and Jason... Jason being Jason, for people who haven't got that so far on the show, especially with me and him in particular, loves to, loves to either push my buttons or just loves playing devil's advocate. I like people to make sure that they truly understand what they're fighting for in an yes. argument. Yeah. Not just because it looks cool or sounds cool. Right. But being us, that doesn't stop either of us from fighting our points to the end. <laughs> uh, I'm it, the, the, the broad picture for this offering tomorrow is something that... that uh, is something I want to point out to everybody is that few times in our life, and this this includes our entire life starting now in our thirties all the way probably <laughs> till we die, is there going to be a time where a company that's already been very successful is in the public eye, that is a uh, something I spoke to Jason about is a household brand to some extent uh, goes to, goes, to, goes to public. a major a major extent. Yes, I think Facebook yes. is very much a household name. Uh, goes public. Most of the time with companies like that, they've, they're the stories you hear about where people made their money, where it's, I bought McDonald's when it was, you know, a dollar a share, or I got, I bought Google on the offering day at $80, you know, $80, and now Google sits at, seven, you know, 680 or whatever it is. That's a very rare opportunity that we're, we have potentially tomorrow for people who are interested. I, I, I'm a firm believer, and I, I don't see Facebook going anywhere anytime soon, not because maybe it's the most amazing company set up. But because the ad sales revenue, which also, so people know, uh, is what took Google to where it's gotten to um, before Android took off, uh, is the same potential that's there for Facebook. And, uh, and a lot of people don't, I, I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, they also, how they approach marketing is so unique that it doesn't impede on your user experience. And that's huge. 
And I, and I think people don't realize that. And if you go to a lot of other sites and the examples that I, I was talking to somebody about are like, if you go to AOL site or Yahoo or some other search engines who are... AOL? Is that still around? Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. If you go... MySpace is another example. These sites, once they decided to really dive into the advertising world, the advertising took over. Because they said, well, if you put our thing up here, you're going to make, you know, we'll pay you more money. Facebook and Zuckerberg have done an amazing job of saying, I, we don't want to be that. Mm. We want to make money. We want to be a profitable business, but we need to rethink our strategies for advertising. And I think because of that, it makes them very unique and keeps their user base without losing them. So I don't see them going anywhere. I also brought up to Jason the fact that the, the household name again, they're integrated in our TVs now, our consoles, Tashus. our phones. It wouldn't surprise me. Why not? Yeah. Uh, it's Nerdtastic in 3D. We're integrated. You know... So in my eyes, I, I, I... Not to cut you off, Jason. It just, in my eyes, I, I feel like it's a company potentially not going anywhere for some time. Now, is Not it, going anywhere? Not not going anywhere. Leaving. Like, I'm sorry. Not, not like, leaving. not not leaving, not going into bankruptcy, not... Oh, I not see. Not going the... Not going the way of other... Friendster. How's that? Sure. So, I... But I also don't see it maybe jumping... To six hundred dollars, right away. Yeah, right yeah. away. And Google didn't either. If you watch Google over time, it didn't either. But it did find a nice plateau for a while, which I think Facebook will around the two fifty three hundred mark. Um, just give it a little time. I think if you have enough money to invest and maybe sit on it for, I'd say a year or two, especially after the first earnings report, you're probably going to be happy you did. That's just my thought. So it's interesting. I mean, I, I definitely will say. <clears throat> You know, advertising. I am certainly one of those people who hates advertising. I just hate it. I think I, we. I think we the all. Fact, do, right? The fact that YouTube, I have to watch a fifteen to thirty second video in front of my YouTube video, angers me beyond all belief. Beyond all belief. Um, but the one thing I definitely will give Facebook is that they haven't saturated or overly cluttered the experience, the user experience, uh, at the detriment uh, with with advertising at the detriment of the experience of making money yeah so i definitely will give you that i think they're very very smart in their approach to advertising my slight devil's advocate now let me (laughs) let me start with the caveat of i definitely plan on buying some shares tomorrow don't know how many maybe one I've got forty dollars lying around somewhere. <laughs> that could really get you out of a jam. Yeah, a couple of jams. <laughs> so I, I definitely plan on buying a few. That being said, there are a couple of things that are interesting to think about uh, from the other Facebook. side of from the Jason yeah, yeah, side. Playing of things. a little bit of devil's advocate, which is one. Facebook is definitely a household name. Absolutely, every uh, young adult and semi-savvy investor, every a uh, housewife in America who's got a little bit of cash and is even slightly into the stock market will be investing tomorrow on Facebook. No doubt about it. And people drive the market. Absolutely. I think a lot of people forget that. Absolutely. And so that price, I definitely think that price will will probably go up. Uh, do I think that Facebook as a company is a, is a successful company? Definitely. Look at what they've done for social media. How many attempts at social media have come before Facebook? And failed. Quite a few. We could talk all night long about what we think the success of Facebook was. But really, ultimately, they are gigantic. They have how many users? 500 million did they pass a couple months ago? 500 million users, I think it is. Oh, I also forgot the global aspect of the company, too. I think that's the other key to this. So 
you you have to say that they are an absolutely a successful company. Whatever they're doing, they're success at it. That does not make them necessarily a successful business. There's a big difference there. And I think that's what we didn't get in the pre-show that I, I want to pick your brain about. What you classify as a good... Uh, the camera's not on me, but I'm quoting, air quoting, <laughs> business. <laughs> exactly. You look at Josh doing I'm not it. Saying business. That, I'm not saying they, they wouldn't be a good business. What I'm saying is that you have to understand that the two aren't necessarily <laughs> tied hand in hand at all times. You can have a successful company. You are incredibly – I am incredibly successful at, at making stereo images. That does not mean I'm a wise business investment. Look at EA. What EA you, is horrible when it comes to that. They're successful. What you, well, what do you? Yeah, that's. I guess it is. What What are we gauging as a group? What are we gauging success as? The amount of money they make, or what they well, like. You know what I mean? Like, what do we? What's success to you? Or what do we? That's what I'm talking success? about. There's a difference, right? If when I think business, business investment, I think that that company has to be able to make money and make you money. Okay. Are they a successful company? Hey, do I think that there's going to be 750 million Facebook users at some point in time? You darn right. I think that's going to happen. Absolutely. We have children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I think that, that that is the most successful social media uh, company out there and will continue to Today. remain on top. I think that they're so far ahead uh, of anyone else even attempting social media that uh, they're just – no one can compete. I mean, look at – Apple's a great example. What was that thing that they um, – Buzz. No, it wasn't Buzz. That was, oh, Google. That was, uh, Google. That was Google. Oh, we have Google+. Plus. A- Apple has like Pulse or oh, – Apple, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Google. Th- there's something that Apple has that's like tied into iTunes that you can is was oh, their attempt the, uh, at social media. Ping, ping. 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 Thank you very much. Ping. That's I what joined it's called. Ping. I did too, sir. Why have, you not, why have you not pinged me? When's the last time you've heard of anything on Ping? <laughs> I've only pinged anything. Ping. I've only, Sean no, has not pinged me that either. That was for I'm, artists. I'm, artists I I'm You're not a submarine captain. I'm not going to be pinging people. Sorry. I actually, you know, I want to point out though, real fast, I was going to throw out a thing in there. I'm like, you know, you said kids, and I was going to go, obviously, all under tasks on Facebook. But there's something very interesting. Our own Sean Fennell is not. And he's one of the very few people I actually even know who's I not have, on Facebook. I applaud you. I, I do applaud now, you. Now, his wife just puts a hurt on the Facebook. Oh, yeah. She'd be loving her some Facebook. Well, she loves some nerd. <laughs> she loves and I'm And I'm hoping a lot of people love the Facebook and go to Nerdtastic and 3D and like us. So go on, Sean. I, I just, I'm fascinated by And I think we've talked about this in the past that yeah. I'm fascinated you're not part of that. Uh, people have asked me about that before. I don't know. I just, I don't feel the need to be social online ever. I went through the whole AOL instant messaging craze. And after that, I just don't, I'm, I'm going to, I don't know how I look at it. I'm an adult that has a family and I talk to people in person. I don't even like calling people on the phone. I'm just that kind of guy, I guess. Um, but I just, I, for me, I don't see any benefit in being on But Facebook. you'll text some angry shit. Exactly. I'll text some stuff, yeah. <laughs> I want to be one of those hands-off dads. <laughs> Is that possible? I don't make that happen. Hands-off parenting? <laughs> you, you use an interesting phrase, Sean, and I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to steal the mic just to finish up my thought real quick. I, um, I think social craze, right? The whole social media craze. I think about that for a second because there was certainly a moment where MySpace was the thing. Yeah. And there was definitely a, th- a time where... Uh, yeah, instant messaging on AOL was the thing. And they sort of faded. Now, you could argue that uh, that Facebook may potentially encounter the same problem eventually. But as far as from where I'm my, – my perspective, Facebook has actually done the one thing that no social media company to date has done, which is 
still remain on top after years and years and years. Yeah. Take, for example, words with friends or uh, draw something. These social turn-based games that last, they're, you're totally addicted for about 48 hours. And then you're like, why am I doing this? Oh, dude, drawing, draw something is work now. It's a chore. I, it's I a chore. It. I uninstalled it because I just don't want to play anymore. Same here. I did it last night. I uninstalled it. Yeah. It, it's, social media is one of these things that it's like, it's trends. It's, it's just moving from one trend to the next. And it, it's funny because Facebook is the only thing that's actually remained a, a major trend. But my point is not that, it, obviously, they've proven that they are a successful company. 500 million people are interested in their service. What I'm not sure about is is their money making end now i do believe that it, that buying into facebook is probably a smart idea from the get-go because i like you jack that is a household name every housewife in america is going to try and buy some facebook meaning that stops uh, the supply and demand there's going to be less shares on the market well, the price if, is going to go maybe up maybe if they create an app that lets you buy facebook facebook stock through facebook through from facebook <laughs> if you did that though the world would come to an end yeah i I'm think pretty sure would. that's an infinite what is it i'm pretty that's, sure that's a singularity that's an infinite loop that's an infinite loop of like <laughs> but, a black hole but here's my my ultimate thing is facebook is a free service correct indeed what's the business the advertising any company who's made money any company who's made money that started out free is like you just said is, is usually gone advertising and and they have I mean well, they've, it they've me made wonder. money but let's, they, it makes let's, me wonder uh, it makes me wonder if Facebook is not a business but a conduit for business which may actually be more valuable oh, valuable absolutely. than a business that's Google that's a Google was a free search engine I, I go back to them. I don't I don't mean to I don't mean to but I, I I do because their their marketing strategies are, are are different but the same in the premise of Google said hey we're going to create this amazing search engine. But if you're a company who wants to be a part of that, we'll offer that to you to be up front if you want to pay for it. And Facebook is saying the same thing, similarly saying, you want access to our user base. You'd like to have a fan page. You'd like us to put you on the sidebars, which I'm not sure if people really notice because they do do a good job of keeping it off to the side. We can make sure you're on there Here's for thing, a the price. The thing with Google, though, the thing with Google is they've expanded they're not just a certain oh no absolutely Josh. they I do agree the with phones you. they do and i mean they are they are broadening their horizon which is broadening them as a company which is making their company more which valuable. is why their stocks you know 680 it's also making their company now riskier in some it, 100 as well, as well. Right? but so here's, i'm curious what facebook's operating cost is at this point here's the this is the problem i have with that analogy Google and Facebook are two completely different services. Let's think. Let's take all of Google aside, except for the search engine and what they originally started with. You are going to Google because you are trying to find information, right? I can argue back that you're trying to find porn. No, no, you don't. No, if I go to Facebook, I'm trying. I'm going to find information as well. Like sometimes it's a really easy to go to. DreamWorks' Facebook page to see a trailer as opposed to having to search out the trailer through maybe YouTube or searching out the trailer of going to their website and then going it's a, it's a pretty clicking close trailer. Nah, see, I disagree with that. I don't oh, think, I just Jason. don't think that those two are, not are as close every, as you not, think they are. No, not no. with everything, Google, but it is, you do go on there. Oh, you can, okay, you can get information on Facebook. Of course you can. No, but, no, 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 but I but, go there though. For What I'm saying is, is it's sometimes a place I go to not, for information. Facebook is not by design a place that you go to for information. It's a place you can you can get information, but it's really a face a place that you 
socially interact with other people. That's what it is by design. Google, let me just finish my thought. Google, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. Google, the, I'm just talking of the, the website portion. You go to Google to find information. Therefore, people want to advertise because they want to become the top hit when you're searching for specific information. I'm Joe the plumber. When someone types in plumbing services, I want mine to be the first hit. When I'm in Facebook, I'm going to Facebook. I'm going to go and check out my wall and my friend's feed, and I'm going to go, oh, what's this person up to? I'm not going to get Joe the plumber's hit when I'm going and looking up my friend Fred. Joe the plumber has a face. The, the, the example of how Facebook's worked for their marketing, so people are aware of this, <clears throat> Joe the plumber has a Facebook page. <clears throat> he's, a, he's a fan page or he's a company page. And the way those work, for people who don't know, it, it's much like our Nerdtastic page. You can like us, subscribe to us, but we're not necessarily like a friend. It, it, it's viewed a little bit different. The idea is, though, so... Jason goes and sees Joe the plumber somehow on Facebook through a side ad or just says uh, another another friend like and Jason hits like Jason hits like and says Joe sweet Joe the plumber when Jason hits like now Joe the plumber has not only hit Jason Joe the plumber now has been notified to everybody in Jason's friends list which potentially could be a couple hundred if two of those people then like Joe the plumber it expands. Sure. That as a marketing strategy to sell ad space is just insane to me, one, on, a, on just an, a smart level. Two, it intrigues the hell out of companies because that's what they want because it's more of a direct feed marketing for them to also get numbers back. I think when they put, when they put ads on TV, I think they get the, the numbers they get back on viewership and how that's affecting them is very, very small. Facebook gives them instant numbers. Instant. Right. The difference, though, I think, is that somebody, you get advertisement, in that analogy, you get advertisement by somebody else helping you out, right? That, that's also, part of their strategy. There's yeah. also no monetary, <clears throat> like in that analogy you just gave, there's no money exchanging hands. Well, there, I have there a isn't Facebook, in TV either. I have, a Facebook, I have a Facebook fan page, and my buddy helps me out, and he likes me, and now everybody on his page sees me, and somebody else then says, okay, and likes me. I've gotten a little bit of momentum going here. No money has exchanged hands. At all. Now, therefore, it, is is fit, advertising is your product? No, but is your is your thing a product? Are you if you're Joe the plumber, Jason, and I like your page? Sure, I'm probably going to use you. That's maybe why I like your page. Okay, that's but then for, that benefits and, 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 benefits Joe the plumber. That doesn't. That, well, benefit, that's my point. That doesn't benefit. That Facebook. doesn't benefit Facebook. Facebook gets nothing. Facebook doesn't no, 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 make no. any money. No, no, no. Joe the plumber is the one spending money to get on the side there, so Jason sees it. That's where they're making. Their but money. the analogy you just gave was. I'm Joe oh, the you're plumber. talking I... about a banner on the side. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about yeah, you the just analogy search you somebody gave, out. The analogy no, no, you no, gave you is, could, is you friend right. somebody, you like somebody, so they get notified. Oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking yeah. about how it's okay. in there. Now I'm on your page. Sorry. But they pay They pay for that service. They pay for extended services within Facebook to get that done. Nerdtastic sure. right now, obviously we pay for no extended services. Well, how much we, do, we could, though. How much do companies pay for uh, public... Uh, the information testing, how people buy, buying patterns, stuff like that. A lot of this stuff is probably already on Facebook. There's a wealth of information in there that can be cross-referenced digitally so that can I am, be sold to the highest bidders. I am so glad you brought that up. So Facebook, to me, I completely disagree with you, Jack. I don't think Facebook is going to be successful because they're an advertising company. That's I, I just don't buy into that. What I actually think Facebook's going to be successful is because that is the only, 
the only statistical research, statistical analysis that you can get on people's interests. Google, but you that's can how chart, they sell ads. Google, you can chart, uh, you can track people what people are searching for. Facebook, in a similar way, you can actually go in and you can track what they've actually been viewing. What's the rabbit hole of clicks and stuff that they go into? What are people commenting on? What's getting? What's literally popular? Mm-hmm. That is the power of Facebook. Because now I'm some Japanese company that's interested in expanding into the American market. And I can say, okay, I sell toasters. What's popular right now in America? Interesting. Twilight the movie is popular. Maybe I'm going to make a vampire commercial to sell my toaster. And you can actually reach out to Facebook. Now, Facebook hasn't necessarily admitted they're going to do this. But you can now reach out to Facebook and say, I will pay you money for statistical data. If you can give me consumer trend data, I will pay you for that. That is the true value I'm not, of Facebook. I'm not sure they'll ever do that, though. I don't know. That goes back in, I think, the a philosophy they have. Now, it'd be interesting. I well, mean, it'd be interesting. A, I, think not, they, not, I think they could just out. because of the fact of, of how much they own of everything that you put up on there. Basically, for the last year, all Zuckerberg's been doing hasn't been trying to make the site better, has been him going around selling people on how they're going to make money. That's how they were able to get this IPO moving. Right. There's a premise there. And at the at the core of all of it, Jason, we both should agree on this, is the number of people it, it hits. For sure. How they choose to use that and is... And its popularity. Is, yeah, is and irrelevant. It's just so many people use it that they can say, this is our user base. It's what Google has, too. This is our user base. Yeah. Do you want access to it? Like you're saying, it goes anyway. It's either to an advertiser or somebody like you said, the Japanese company who wants statistics. Do you want access to it? Yeah. Pay me. That, and, and I pay me. I think that's exactly And I don't right. think that's, I think that at the core of it's what I was, it's not going anywhere. There are, there's 750 million captive audience members. Insane. That's huge. Some who, daily. And when the aliens come, they're going to take over this place in a blink of an eye because yeah. it's all on Facebook. Exactly. They know what I, friends are. But the thing too, to go back to the stock thing, us buying stock doesn't influence it. Company, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people buying stock doesn't influence or push the stock like it does. It's basically a few people. <laughs> the whales. Okay. Technically speaking, the if- whales are the people that, but like <laughs> us going like, if I buy fifty shares and, and this guy buys no. fifty shares, that's not going to do a no. dent, not even no, a no. scratch into how that to dictate how that stock is going to move. I have a question. We won't do anything to it. We will just ride what other people, right. the four people that are buying this actual stock, the what Buffett's. they're doing. Yes. So it's interesting. Let's say that you have enough Ride money. It. Let's say you, you literally have enough money to completely change a stock. There's got to be something against this. Because if I had like so much money where like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to push the stock price up $50 if I bought this many shares. What stops from somebody from going buy, sell? Buy went up fifty dollars. Sell. I just made fifty dollars a share. What I don't. What stops somebody from doing that? What are you talking about? Okay, Warren Buffett. He's going to say, "I'm going to tomorrow. I'm going to flood Facebook. It's at thirty eight dollars. I'm going to flood it with every single penny that I have. That's mm-hmm. instantly going to drive that price because of supply and demand. It's going to drive that price up super, super high, right? Mm-hmm. And then he could immediately just sell it all at that high price. No, he no. controls. He's you know get. He's well. He's buying at a certain price. I get what you're saying. 
What stops some, some, somebody from going 38 buy, 600 sell? My understanding a second is there, later. there is that. Well, there is one. There is a limit on what he can buy, obviously. Is because there? there's a yes. Well, yeah, there's a percentage of the company you'd own then. You know what I mean? They're only yeah. going to give enough shares that need to be out there technically for the company to say solvent or whatever amount of money they need. At a certain point, though, if they left it open, if you had the money, Jason, you could buy any company you want tomorrow. Like Warren Buffett could walk in, and that's sort of what global take, you know, hostile takeovers are. Say, hey, I'm going to come in here and want to buy a controlling stake in your company. But most of the time, it's somebody like Zuckerberg who owns 50-whatever percent of the company. You know, you, you just can't go in there and go, well, I'm going to buy, you have, you know, you have 50, I'm going to go buy 51 tomorrow. I'm not talking about like a controlling interest. I'm just talking about only from a, But nobody I, can I have, do that. Can they not? Is there other rules well, against can. that? Well, and, they, and, and it, they have. And it's you know what been I mean? done like, before. But not in that way. Usually, they're doing something like that for another purpose. Like they're trying to sway another company out, completely yes. out. And, and, or... Like a lot of times Warren Buffett will buy into a lot of companies. So this other one fails and then they buy all of those companies up. Right. And then they put them together or they shut them down or they write them off taxes or they use it to influence politicians to build roads where they want them to be built. There's Those big money bags have far bigger ulterior motives for moving that kind of cash into a company. Than just making monetary. I, I Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. It's interesting. I think really we should have probably had our good friend David on the show. That would have been uh, fun. He's Mr. He, Stock and, Market. And he actually, I mean, he's very interesting about this. I'll be curious to see if he, he plays it. I mean, his current strategy is he probably won't play it at all. No. Because the only thing that Facebook, too, has going for it is the flash. What the, the, the things that, face, that you think Facebook is going to do can be done and is being done by other companies as well. They're just not flashing as known. That's the only thing Facebook has going for it is just the popularity. So you can sit there and, and get a 800% return. There are stocks out there that are doing it. You just don't know them yet. Right. I'm just saying you're not going to be able to buy it at 38 after tomorrow. That's true. You'll be able to buy it for 12. Yep. <laughs> we'll see we'll see i'm also like just so josh is clear so he knows i'm not saying it's going to 600 either because it is a different business model in the longer term than what google did google said hey we're sitting and they did they sat at 300 for if you look at the chart for the longest time but then they said okay well hey let's do android hey let's get into the tv market they you know there's a reason they pushed up to the number they got to god that google tv just took off didn't it yeah. I actually bought one in the return. Did you? Yeah. Played around with one at Best Buy for a while and was unimpressed. That's why. Speaking I of TVs. Mine. Speaking of TVs. Speaking of a company who's in, who's diving into the old TV market. This has no feeling. IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> IKEA, our household furniture brand, uh, for for the cheap is. By household, into, do you mean dorm room? Are these hold? IKEA? Yeah. Uh, were you, you, yeah, you, if anybody be. out there denies they have one or don't have uh, one piece uh, of IKEA exactly that's what I was about I to say, say don't don't don't, yeah, don't, don't down totally the lying that's like saying you don't masturbate yeah. everybody <laughs> masturbates yeah, jason's making face he's like i don't know ikea or masturbate everybody poops too yeah he just doesn't like to admit it it's an actually it's actually though to dive into that ikea tv i at first, I'm like, this is going to be such a piece of crap. Gonna it's going to be like the plastic version it. they have sitting when you go look at the house model and you have to assemble and build it by hand. Yeah, the brand name is Props. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
it's actually pretty cool looking. I, the, I think the the um, size range is like a 36 to a 42 or a 24 to a 42. 32 to 46, small. I believe. 46 is the largest it goes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's part of a it's part of a unit, but it's super it, it's super modern, super nice. They hide all the cables, which are super nice. The TV, it's uh, the unit itself comes with a built-in Blu-ray player, DVD player integrated. So you don't like when you say sorry when you say a unit, is it like a part of a big furniture piece? It's part of a a base. It is a home that you can that you can expand on to have extra cubbies or whatnot. It's part of what you would end up buying anyways, like as a TV stand. It's part of that. Mm. Um, you get the TV it, with the stand. Two point one suit, and I won't call it surround, but it has two point one speakers in the front. The blue, stereo the, sound. Two point one. The TV itself, to though, you in left and right ear. I believe has has Facebook, has uh, all the other apps that you would normally have. Also has a uh, web browser as well that's powered by the Opera ah, browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, five HDMI ports. Uh, wire, you know, wireless internet. Like it's five HDMI yeah, ports. Wow. Yeah. Um, Does anyone I expected here use the cheap more than three HDMI ports? Yes, I would. Yeah. Do you really? I would yes. if I had them. Yeah. I got one. And I have a I have my receiver that has like two more coming into it, and that's all I need. Uh, I've got three, and I use all three. Really? Yeah. It depends if you have a receiver that splits the signal for you. Yeah, though. yeah, I do have that. But I was impressed. Needless to say, like for for what I expected, IKEA, Jason, I <clears throat> like you know you, you have to put it together and it, yeah, do you assemble it with Allen wrenches? Yeah, dude, it, it comes <laughs> with hex wrenches and you. It uh, it, it actually looks pretty cool. Helping you out. Press particle board is the uh, the casing. <laughs> it's uh, it's certainly getting a lot of press. I'll definitely say that. I mean, I'm I'm I've been surprised. You know, I honestly I kind of ignored it at first because I was with you. I thought I'm not buying a IKEA TV. Just like you, I mean, it sounds snooty, but like let's be honest here, IKEA quality is not top of the line in any of their products. And we're nerds, and we research <clears throat> things. To hell, and we're exactly. we're only gonna buy that. Like, we don't and that, make, we don't make just a rest decision no, we, because it looks purdy. Yeah, but so you know, <laughs> exactly. while a dresser, a set of dresser drawers, you certainly may be willing to compromise on a television for us is not something you're willing to compromise. No, on. And, and function extremely important. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what was impressive, and I and we'll put the we'll put a link up because I, I I'd love to hear your guys' feedback if you watch it and, and what you guys think. But the specs and what they give you on the TV for the price is. Ikea, Ikea is going to be the first company that truly brings us an Android to the home, probably. Absolutely. And it's going Buying to be called... Buying stock in Ikea. It's going to be called Eplivo. <laughs> um, it's an interesting, and, and I think the article that we're going to post goes on to say that it's going to come out next month, I believe, this summer yeah, for 960 I, I think it just says Europe, and it's just Europe right now? $960 in Europe, and uh, it's scheduled to come out in the United States in 2013. Um. I'm Love. curious. I'm only curious because it seems like so many other people are curious. Does that make sense? About what? About the TV and what? Yeah, like, are, curious are you curious? curious? You're curious about the curiosity? Exactly. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> I got right. an idea. It sounds I funny, think that but... kills two cats. Let's take the cameras. <laughs> yeah, I call cameras like we have a camera team. Let's take the cameras to old IQ when it comes out. Let's take the Nerdtastic crew to I... Oh, my God. We got to do that now. In stereo. I say we record the show in an Ikea. <laughs> in, in, that would be so fun. In an Ikea living room. <laughs> With people walking With people by. Walking, dude, I'm, that's, I'm in. Wait, what would be the most awkward place to record this in Ikea? Like the children's section? Probably. That's the Let's not awkward. break any laws. Let's just... No, no. I want to sit in one <laughs> exactly. of the, li- I wanna sit in one of the living rooms. We don't want it to get weird. And when someone comes by and goes, guys, you can't have all this equipment set out. It'd be like, we're testing out your couches. Exactly. 
Uh, I am, yeah, it, you joke, Sean, but I literally am more curious about the TV because so many other people are curious about it. To me, it was just like a throwaway, like, yeah, whatever, you do your TV thing. It's going to be a, another Westinghouse. But uh, but there's, it's getting so much press that I think people are really intrigued. Well, what's, I think, what's so innovative about it? There's uh, the integration. Pixels. I think the integration. Like, Ikea makes more money than people think. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Like, like. Like stupid amounts more money. I'm than gonna people buy a stock in IKEA. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I mean, honestly, as it, well, if it wasn't like for a, a damn international yeah. company, aren't they like a trillion dollar company? Yeah, yeah. No. They're, they're more than people even sort of it's think. Freaking retarded. We, we all like say as that. Much, you could stack money up to the the height of the freaking Empire State Be- Building. The the thought process Jesus. is exactly how we all clown on. You're like, well, I'll I'll get the dresser drawers, but I'm not going to spend money on this. But oh, they, do, they do ki- they do they do kitchens they'll they sell, sell kitchen appliances they I mean flooring I, people sit for and and for the cheap and it's not that horrible of stuff sometimes let's be honest so, sometimes not every you know sometimes some things are horrible right. some, like their counter their granite countertop stuff or whatever they have is actually really nice but there are things let's be honest at every IKEA that you get and go oh my gosh twenty dollars for a Billy bookcase that's amazing that is crap quality. Crap! No I've used my, mine to the day that I die. Like, like they, I was like, I love the ones in my sure office. Got, like how many? You know, I'm are you, sure are I've you got using two this? That have lasted a good. When's the last time you moved it? A good it? six Ex- years. When's the last time you moved it's it? It's moved twice in six years. Yes, I don't buy it. it has. <laughs> the ones holding my records that you helped me build. Yes, you two helped me build. Yeah, I bought a Solid desk from Office Depot. Destroyed in the first move. <laughs> so. Now I'll argue there's certain items in your home. That maybe if you were going to spend money, somebody used to argue with me about bed frames. There, they're like, "Don't buy that." If you if you make if you have a job and you make a right. decent salary here, they're like, "Buy a goddamn bed frame that's worth a shit." That might be whatever, but there's I'll be actually, honest, yeah, I still rock them all. There's really only M-A-L-M. two two things that I don't like at IKEA, and that's their their sitware, their couches oh, the and couches. such, and oh, and their bedding oh. and and all that stuff. Like anything for comfort, I don't like. But they're, just pretty much all the rest of the functional stuff is actually really functional and they're knives. Easy to put if you get like their and knives stuff. and stuff, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, and uh, I've owned a mattress. My dad buys knives at freaking garage sales for like twenty cents, and he sharpens them, but it's like it's good to go. Let's put it this way: every time you every time you go to IKEA and you sit down on one of their couches, your reaction is more uh, rather than ah. Absolutely, I'll yes. tell you what: the couch that's upstairs, Josh. That one, I've had that one. That was the first couch I bought when I moved to LA. That was my big investment. Was this leather couch from IKEA? Still love that thing. I've got a computer desk that has been for fourteen years. I would buy a computer desk from IKEA. And I had the bed. I had a king size oh, nice. IKEA bed for the long. Now <laughs> I will say this: it. Will, I, me, and Josh both did at some point. Said, "Fuck all this noise," and we both <laughs> bought beds from the W Hotel. <laughs> And both love those more, those but I'll tell you the IKEA the IKEA bed that I had though for the longest it was the you know most expensive they sold, which I think was only like five hundred bucks, but uh, wasn't bad. You know it was the best for a king size bed at the time. If you for people out there who have never bought a brand new bed, they are not fucking cheap. No <laughs> sir. Period. But toss a nice pillow top on there, like feather bed thing or memory mattress pad but I, on that mattress. But I have my W bed Gold. sitting on a mall Ikea bed frame. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just want to throw it out there. I heard something interesting about Ikea the other day, which was that the they have a business corporate policy that no 
uh, personnel on official business will ever fly anything other than coach. Hmm. There are there is no first class. There is no business class. Even the CEO when he flies places, flies coach. That's how they make the big bucks. We had our CEO talk about how he was on the uh, the Quintus jet. That's in uh, from Australia. Oh, Qantas. We, we get Qantas. The, Thank you. We get the private room. I looked that up. God dang! I would so travel that way if I could every time. <laughs> I don't think he's in the bed. But it was like twenty grand, I think, for yeah, yeah. like a one way. Well, this is also the same owner building his twenty five million dollar home up in Bel Air. So hey, dude, it happens. But anyway, I think it's smart that IKEA is selling their own TV because now you can literally walk into an IKEA. And you get buy everything. An entire room. Yes. All is it, absolutely buy an entire house question though well yeah is there is when there, are they doing that the only Jason? thing they don't have is groceries are there any other tvs <laughs> but they do have a restaurant that have the integrated blu-ray players in them the, the blu-ray player isn't part of the t- okay let me explain it, it isn't part of the actual tv it's oh. part of that base oh, unit it's, it's okay. built into that i thought it was like a no, IMAX no. sort of thing where no. it's all like hate it so, <laughs> so the nine hundred sixty dollars gets you the whole thing, the yes. whole package: speakers, Blu-ray player, DVD player, TV, console. That's not a bad price. I don't know what the forty-six inch. Maybe For your the, grandma. She wants to just get all that. That's a that fancy done modern put it thing for grandma. Now I hear you, though. I mean, I hear you. I mean, Josh, it doesn't fit our size requirements, but what? Like, remember James's. Story about, but it said HD. You know, conversation like no, this is what the grandparents said. It's yeah. like, but it said HD. Well, what resolution is it? I'm a, my you, wife still watches SD channels on my HD TV, and I'm like, really? You're still watching? Can you? Can you tell? Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't I'm not, know. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna look at this guy yeah, over here, you guys. Part of my whole ditching cable thing is that you certainly will compromise on quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you guys have been in ikea you know when that tv goes live every single one of those living rooms is going to have that thing playing oh god yes oh totally you're gonna the highest rate thing the they could possibly thing. get on that thing well, seriously let's I wonder go what movies they're record there and say we're like we're reviewing this for our website blah, 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 blah. there was let's a there it. was a, a, a short where people recorded like a short film in ikea yeah it Didn't was they like get a, in trouble or yeah something? it was like a battle or something right like a <laughs> yeah, gunfight playing with rulers and shit <laughs> while we're there <laughs> oh the paper fun. the paper rulers, <laughs> yeah, the paper rulers. <laughs> i don't know like you said sean i think as a, a business model for them it's only going to make them more money yes because people can. You people can get everything you need They won't have to there. go across the street to Best Buy to buy a TV. And when they start building everything. prefab homes, which I'm calling it now, it's over, dude. <laughs> the world is ending. You may as well just check out. You joke. I'm not at all. I could not very at easily all. see that. Why wouldn't they? You know, in Oregon, there's yeah. a company. I think it's called like uh, Harbor Palms or Beach Harbor Palms or something like that. But it's, they make manufactured prefab, like, pre- homes. prefab homes. Yeah, there's a place in Colorado. Uh, in, uh, uh, Canada too, oh, they're, they're but they're yeah. but it, the homes. If you like look at them, I mean, granted, they are prefab homes, but they are not like a mobile trailer. No, it's a full on like two story. Like it looks like Jack's house. They're yeah, fucking yeah, made to order houses. Dude, with they, real shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they're yeah. no, they're no. Like I when I we're no gonna buy the land, ordering one of those yeah. if I had land. The the Saltus and they're actually not when we were looking into that. That was the other alternative. I wanted to buy land out by us when I was gonna get that Saltus house. And I started looking up prefabs. In California, it's still huge. And I'm into modern, mm-hmm. the modern homes. There's a list that goes on forever just in California of companies who do that in L.A. And it's literally every room you customize to the nine. If you want, I want wireless just in that room. 
Okay. And I want marble they, in they, that room. And I want make, the, it's But here's the thing. I think I there's pre- a company based in Seattle that makes homes completely from recycled material. Oh, right. It's like total green homes. It's prefab. just, the, the, there's, but the, just issue, but there's issues with it. The but. home is, I mean, they're not, like, like okay, let's say you get a two-story, you know, four-bedroom home or whatever. That's not going to run you $400,000. That's going to run you $150,000 for a prefab. It, like, that's the interesting part about it. it. It is. There's some that are less. But like Josh said, if if I wanted to get my home as a prefab, which they do, they make man, they make huge ones if you really want them. They get a they get a little more pricey. Sure, but they not, get a little more. Not no, they're cheaper than they're cheaper than building from scratch. Yeah. is my understanding. But you know, obviously, you still have to have there's a lot of the sites that I went to. There's a lot you have to do prior to getting it, though. Oh yeah, there's yeah, like you have the, to set up the land, land, your piping, the, yeah, and like you got to get all the stuff. geological piping. surveys, yeah, and there, there's a lot that needs to get done. But put in, then you need to figure out how to get the house to you and assembled as well. But if you've ever seen videos, and this goes to all you guys, if you haven't seen them, because I've seen a couple, I've the videos them. of They're them building crazy. and shit is just when they put the house together, it's like fucking Legos, and it is cool yeah, dude. shit. Dunk, That's dunk, like that. Did you ever see that? So cool. So cool. That video of like in I think it was Japan. Because they had made all like the walls and stuff like that before, they assembled a 17 story building yeah. like within like four days or something in like China. that. Yeah, it was yeah. a and that's it. The same, yeah, same, 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 yeah, because they just made like basically like every wall, they basically almost. prefabbed entire floors, yeah, and then it had like two cranes lifting it up it together, kind of a thing. And that's cool. So let's, uh, I'm gonna bring it back around. Speaking of TVs, let's, uh, which I'm, I'm sure the IKEA TV is not. 3D capable, <laughs> right? Well, you read the article. No, I didn't see it. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> so, uh, on the subject of 3D, I did want to talk about briefly that uh, Real D, which is the one of the main companies behind stereoscopic 3D entertainment, it's the best company. They, I personally believe they have one of the best uh, products. Yes, um, they have teamed up with uh, Unreal Technologies, Epic company epic in north carolina who makes the unreal game engine which is the is basically the most popular game engine in the world and also made the least. unreal titles unreal tournament and here's so Gear, oh, gears, gears of war is their big one yeah. absolutely so uh they have teamed up with them to add better uh stereoscopic 3d support for the unreal engine 3 uh, also in the unreal development kit which is free for anyone to download who has a pc uh it is in my opinion, I, I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's an incredibly great advancement. So you've heard me talk before that I think that the f- future of stereoscopic 3D is actually in uh, inter- interactive entertainment in the video game industry, but that to date it hasn't been done all that well. It's been done, uh, and there have been some more hits, uh, there are a couple hits, a couple hit and misses, but um, the hits are not awesome. And I think that this is going to take it into a realm. It's going to allow more tools, more artistic uh, capabilities for developers to really add something amazing and extra enhancement to their games. Do you think a, a, a few of us are going to go? I, I, I think Sean bailed this year, but uh, are going to go to E three, E three, E three this year. Do you think Less we're going to see more three D titles this year than say last year? I think that the video game industry is being uncharacteristically cautious about stereoscopic 3D. It, it is waiting to see what the market's going to do. You know, Hollywood is, it's usually, it's kind of the opposite. Hollywood is the one who just repeats, rinse, cycle, repeat kind of a thing with their stories. Uh, but Hollywood's the one that's pressing stereoscopic 3D entertainment into the, into the homes. Games, on the other hand, has been very revolutionary. 
um, in gameplay and graphics. And yet when this new technology comes around, they're being very cautious about accepting it. I don't think so. I think this year at E3, I think we're going to see the same level of 3D uh, display that we have before, which is Sony's going to have uh, you know, a title or, or, or two up um, with several screens that you can try it on. I think we might start to see uh, Microsoft support that a little more, maybe a, a screen or two that has showing off the 3D capabilities of some games. Uh, and then there's a couple of uh, vendors like Ubisoft usually has a screen up or two. Uh, Disney probably will as well. You know, I, I, it, it's usually uh, a screen or two. The, the, I think the thing that you're not going to see is it's being really superly predominant. You know, it's not going to be like, oh, my gosh, come check out Halo 4 in 3D or you're missing out if you see it in this mono version. It's just going to be, no, come wait in line for Halo. It's mono, whatever. Oh, by the way, we also have 3D capabilities. Mm, I don't know resistance. Yeah, I would say last year, like last year, it's like that's all you can play it on. I think it no, was... I no, I played. I thought I played the normal, and you played the three D. They did have two two sets. Yeah, I, I think I played because I was asking you because yeah. you you actually played it in three D, and I think I me and Sean like, played it normal. Didn't turn it did on. You I, think normal? I played three D. Did you? I played I it. I played, I played it normal. Um, I had other problems with the game. Yeah, it wasn't good. Couldn't, couldn't control it as well as I'd like. But. You know, this is <laughs> it's interesting. While we're on the subject, I guess should we bring up the fact that E3 is actually in like three weeks, something like that? Shit, is yeah, it? I guess it is. Three or four weeks. Did you get your stuff in the mail? I did. All right. And we will. We Nerdtastic in 3D minus Sean and minus Adam. <laughs> well, I mean, I had my. Pa- I mean, I I had a pass last year. I would easily be able to get another one with my professional thing. But if it's closed, then yeah, I think it's closed at this point. Yeah. But we will be uh, we will be going, and we will be somehow reporting to you guys covering. Yeah, yeah. We'll, it. we'll give you our whether take that's of the... us recording on the floor or doing an awesome recap with everybody. But no, I'll somehow, bring the camera. We'll get some footage somehow. I can call footage. in. The only problem is E three happens essentially right when crunch time for Guardians is happening. So mm. I had to bow out, mm. and I get and I have to bow out from SIGGRAPH as well, which really blows. Ooh. So SIGGRAPH. So. <laughs> Yes, so E3, we will definitely be uh, hitting that up as a group. Josh, I know Jack and I are talking about doing it. Are you going with us? Oh, I'm going to. I've discussed this with everybody. Josh, I have gone to E3 countless of years. and um, I bet you could probably count, count if you thought about it. Think about counting. Yes. I, I, I could. I have gone Well, I've gone since 2003. 007 So how many years, years is that for me? And I think 4,662 bullets. Yes. Do, do, hold on. Dodging or firing? Yes. Josh. But here say. we go. Um, African or European? It, it, it's relatively the same. And with technology moving as quick as it was, E3 was great back in the day. It was fantastic because there wasn't any other place that you can see these games and experience these sort of things. You can only demo games before if you had like Xbox Live magazine or something of that nature. Nowadays, stuff is up before it even gets to E3 and they go like, oops, it got leaked. So like their big reveal is something that you can watch on YouTube the day before. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is video stuff now. Gameplay stuff is very rare. Um, and before, like I said, you used to have just kiosks like just lined up you can go pick up your controller. It would have a, a, a little meter that said one to a hundred and a sticker basically of what percentage the game was at. And so they would sit there. This game is 30% done. And then like you'd play it for a little bit. You'd stand there and then walk away. Somebody else would play it and stuff like that. You didn't have to wait in line and you got 
you know, however, you get like 25, 40 minutes when you, you wait in those lines to just sit there and play. Mm. You don't have a bunch of, uh, you didn't have a ton of exclusive VIP screenings of just trailers and stuff now, like that. Man. And uh, you can just, you know, you went in and, and you, you watched, you, you played the game, you watched a demo of it. And again, this was all stuff that, you know, as as you can see it on the internet, you know, now you can see it on your consoles, you can play these demos like uh, so much more earlier. So the anticipation of stuff to come out, it's not there anymore. So when I go there, I can hit up everything I need to from basically lunchtime or like two o'clock till five o'clock. I blame I, Facebook. <laughs> but you don't yeah, I, I don't need all, I don't need that whole that whole day anymore because I got the same problem with SIGGRAPH last year when we went to SIGGRAPH everything that you wanted to see was behind a booth that was scheduled at like 9.30 in the morning and there was a line of like 30 you know like 70, 80 people waiting for it and I'm like I don't want to wait to see something that I'm going to be able to see in a month I or think, maybe I've already seen yeah or, uh, it, 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 the, the, the accessibility that we have is just I think the thing. Not young enough to be excited about that stuff anymore. I think there's two there's two things that I uh, look forward to at E3. One that you can't get from videos. One is the energy level. I think that there's an incredible amount of energy and passion, and people are so excited to be at this. This is the big, the big trade show event for the video game industry. So there's an incredible amount of passion and energy just in the room. Just walking into that room, you feel it. The other second thing for me. Not last year. At E3, yeah, it was very, yeah, see, I, very little energy. Last I disagree. Year. I, I really, I always feel it. When there was I'm a crap load of people around Wii U for some reason, but I don't know what that's <laughs> all about. But then the second thing uh, for me is I'm a very big fan of. Uh, that's your opportunity to go see the not big people as well. I like to go cruise around all the uh, the indie game people and all of the student projects and all of the things that um, get represented by grants and uh, and you know special now funding. that now that and before. That they didn't have that, right. so that is something yes, new and accessible, and and something you could focus on. Now, before the first time I ever went, I went all three days, when it opened, when it closed, when it opened, when it closed. The next year, I went two days, opened and closed. Next year after that, went one day, and then every other year, I just go for a couple of hours because that's all I need. Because a lot of times, everything is repeated. People are in the same booths. It's the same thing. You can guarantee that there's going to be a very large Assassin's Creed banner hanging over the convention center. Oh, yes. I just my my take on it now is I'm sort of like I've been going since 2003 when I the first thing I ever worked on was there, and, and I remember how that was, and, and because it was new to me, it was exciting, and, and and they had, and even then they had an indie section. It was downstairs, but there was there was definitely a lot of hype. There's a lot of people. It was exciting. You know, something that always struck me back then, and it still does now, is, is how many people tend to be there. And that this is an industry event only, meaning you're supposed to only either be a professional or you know working in the industry, and that's it. There can't be that many people working in the video game industry who show up and say that's that's always the first thing I notice about these things. But the problem is now I think with E3 and Y, to me it's lost some of its luster. In general, is you have th- you have you have two other conventions now that have stepped up to be, in my opinion, somewhat more exciting to people. Um, GDC, which has been around a while, has done nothing but go the opposite. It's actually grown in momentum quite a bit. Um, I talk to more people who are more excited to go to GDC now than they are E3. The second is PAX. PAX has now come to dominate that where the game companies are more interested in getting it to there because PAX 
isn't an industry event. It's anybody who wants to buy a ticket can go there. So when they show the game, they're actually showing it to actual users who are going to buy it. Um, and, and everybody I know, the, the couple of people I know who still work in the game industry, they, they're, they're more pushes to get it out for that than it typically right now is for E3. For whatever reason that is. Now, that's not going to say this year, Jason, when we go, like, I, I want to try to take it back to the roots and experience the Jason experience because I haven't in a long time. Because mm-hmm. it has been sort of like, how, I've been sort of how Josh is, where it's, I don't want to wait in a line. And it's turned into super press-heavy, super... VIP, which when when we say press heavy means Microsoft will have a huge booth, but have 10 kiosks that maybe you can play some titles. Everything else is behind a closed door that they won't show you unless you're either press or part of that VIP crew. And everything last year to me seems like that was when I went to see DJ Hero. Do you remember like, dude, that was my big thing. All I wanted to fucking see was DJ Hero and see the turntables and everything else. And all they would do for people is show a little presentation where somebody came out and then they took the whole unit backstage and that was it. And if you missed the presentation, that's all you got. Now, now note that same year we got to try Tony Hawk Skate, which is pretty funny to watch us. To watch us, to watch us rock out on that. But for the most part, it, it, it was so much of the VIP stuff that it it actually was a bit depressing. I I, I hated that they did that that they took that away from everybody because it's supposed to be an industry thing with professionals. Why why do you need to have so much closed door stuff if you exclusivity? I, is it though exclusivity it makes something more attractive if you have to be special to see it 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 just turned into a thing like josh said where i felt like everything that i really wanted to see it was more convenient to watch on ign's report that they do of of e3 videos the next day or the day of or whatever you know you know what i mean i now what i've never been to i'd like to go to and i don't know if any of you guys have is the um what I end up watching on IGN anyways is like the Microsoft like uh, presentation, mm. which is going to be streamed on Xbox live uh, this year. Oh, nice. As well as spike. But I watch this. I'd actually love to just one time go to one of those events. Sure. Is it just, time. is it just press? Probably, but Nerdtastic yeah, probably. in 3d is pressing things. We are. <laughs> I find those pretty cool. I like watching cause they, that, that to me is the most innovative thing. Is, yeah. is what gets announced in those meetings some, by, the, by the big three. Yeah, well, some of them, right. But for me, and I, I admit I'm not a huge fan of the other two, but for me, both PlayStation, both Sony and Nintendo, they seem to have fizzled their presentations in the last couple of years. Microsoft's still going big. They're still doing like crazy sets. They and, are big. and But then Sony and, and Nintendo kind of seem to be fizzling a little bit. Um, I wanted to uh, kind of, we'll, we'll move on slightly from this. Um, we will be covering this definitely more as we get a little oh, bit closer. Um, let's talk about something that happened uh, last week, two weeks ago, which is that there was an Xbox Live arcade title that came out that I personally <laughs> have been incredibly excited about. It's called Minecraft by a developer named Mojang, specifically a guy named Marcus Perkins Notch. Butter Some Swedish Naga, guy. Naga, not going to work here anymore. <laughs> Baby fish mouth. So let's talk about this. I know that we've spoken about this on the show before. I know that it doesn't appeal to anyone except for me. And the one million units it sold in five days, making it the fastest selling Xbox Live arcade title in history. Slarty Bartfest. What's that? Slarty Bartfest? <laughs> so did I say something? Did I say something wrong? No. Oh. Slarty Bartfest. I told you it wasn't important. I don't want to I don't want to stray from that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, 5 days, 1 million copies sold. 
a copy. That's $20 million shared between Mojang, the original developer, the 4J Studios, I think it's called, which is the the company that ported it from the original PC platform, and Microsoft, of course, which uh, owns the Xbox Live Arcade. Jack. Sir. I want to talk to you about this in particular because I, let me just say this. Uh, I haven't ever played Minecraft before. I've seen several videos known that it's going to definitely be right up my alley. To date, it's been out for two weeks. I think I've put in close to 20 hours. <laughs> I'm getting, no, you don't get it. I'm getting texts. I'm getting, I, I, for a while there, I was getting texts like at odd times being like, I'm four hours deep and I'm still in this cave. It is unbelievably fun. Unbelievably fun. And Jack, I wanted to talk to you specifically because you I was a and family. Who... You and the family came over the other night for dinner to uh, uh, join our family for a little supper. And while we were there, we uh, we forced our ladies to endure a little bit of Minecraft playing. Because where I in, got to show you. In all fairness, I said to you, "Hey, I want I want to see the hype." You said, "Sell me on it." Yeah, I said, "Sell me on this." Yeah, sell me on the. Oh, dude, wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. So, uh, so I, you know, one of the things about this game that is particularly impressive to me is that the world is procedurally generated, meaning every time you start a new level, it's a new, completely new experience. I just find that interesting. I find it kind of a fascinating idea. So I was showing you this, Jack, and I was saying that, hey, there is this underground cave system that I have spent a total of, I believe, now 12 hours exploring and have not found the end to. And I wanted you to see what was procedurally generated in this world and how big of a thing this was. So I, sh- I, I so turn you're... on the game and I show you around and, you know, hey, this is a little bit about what the game's like. And then I said, why don't you try it out? So he hands me the controller. And uh... <laughs> I, I'm back to the wife's thing. God bless them for watching this game. It is not, it, especially what I'm about to tell you I did, is not the most exciting thing. <laughs> but then it did it, tur- it turned a corner, which I, which is this is what fascinated me about this game, Sean. And I know you'll appreciate this. Is so he gives it to me, and like any kid who's like not thrilled to be in it to start with, I'm walking around. I'm like, okay, there's oh look, there's chickens. I can hit them, and oh look, I can I can you know like Josh had. Look, I took down a tree, and Jason's telling me, hey, go grab some wood. I'm like, okay, I'm like, okay, and then I look at him, I go, hey, have you you know you go down to this cave? How how far have you dug down? And Jason looks, he goes, I don't know. I'm like, is there a limit? So I'm asking my, my key questions. Like, why? Why? <laughs> and then I keep going. Jason's like, you know, it hits a point with Jason. He hits his wall. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what you can do. And he's like, it's up to the RAM and the machine. I'm like, okay. So I'm just standing in place. I go, all right. And I start straight down. And I must have held the button for, I can't tell you how long I held the button. It was, it you was, we also, talked. You should also mention that the only oh, with thing, my fist. the only thing you had <laughs> was a pickaxe. Oh, that went away really. No fast. torches. No, no light source. No food. Yes, no for the people who play this game, I had nothing, and and I didn't realize that the pickaxe that runs out. <laughs> <laughs> it is so a limited at, resource. At some point in my excursion straight so down, you ended up digging yourself into a hole. You I'm would tra- never here's the thing. Out. I'm trying to go to China. Uh-huh. And at some point, my pickaxe, your poor, pickaxe your poor family, the, had to watch this yes, for how long? Turn it now. Now Jason's doing this. His giggle, if you see him in camera, that Jason's next to me, just still giggling, and I'm holding this down. And at <laughs> one point, we just start keep having a conversation of the, the the four of us, and I'm still digging. I'm holding it down, <laughs> digging. So then I finally hit a point. I'm like, I wonder how far I am. And I didn't realize at one point I went to fists. Because if you run out, you're just doing, you're just doing, you are, you do. You're just punching. You're punching your way to the center of the earth. Punching dirt blocks. 
<laughs> so Jason tells me, he's like, well, you know, you've slowed down because you're, you've been using your fist for the last if 10 minutes. Any I'm like, user, yeah. If there's any listener that, that could calculate how long it would take to ground punch through to China, <laughs> I would love to hear that number. <laughs> so I stop and I look up. And you can see, I, you, you really can see anything, really. I mean, there was a speck of like a pixel where I think we, we, the opening was. And I look at Jason and I said, okay, well. Now what? How do I get out? And he goes, <laughs> you have to dig your way. And I'm like, huh? So I sit there. I go, so you literally have to make stairs. He's like, yep. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. So I start. And we're talking. And I'm like, and the girls, and I'm trying to like keep them entertained just enough to let me actually do this, to finish <laughs> it, before she gets so pissed that I'm still doing this. But what was fascinating is that, so at one point, and I'm doing this, and I'm building the stairs, and I'm trying to do it in a spiral up. But- but you get with my fist. I don't have yet and you material get to do it. You get to a point where there is no. Oh, it light. stopped. There is no light in the world. Well, I had a point where the world ended because it was a. He put me in the tutorial map that had limits. <laughs> so at one point, I dug one way so far that I'm like, and it stopped. I'm looking at Jason. I go, I don't think I go any. He goes, Nope. So I turn. So I go up a little further, and at one point though, I go through a wall. And there's some light, and I get, you know, every, and it was funny at this point, it was a turning point. Even the girls, oh my God, there's light. <laughs> and everybody was excited, like I had been doing this, but so I realized. You, would, you would just spent a couple hours in prison. Tech, you know, I mean, I, we're at 30 minutes at this point, at least. But <laughs> okay, then so I realized, Jason goes, well, I don't know if that's what you think it is. Because I knew I hadn't hit the roof, and it was this lava patch, but we were all, for whatever reason, still excited. I'm like, I'm not giving up. So I keep going. And it was just amazing to me by the end how excited. Oh, and at halfway through, Jason goes, I think you've collected enough crap now to make another pickaxe. <laughs> so this, I'm still using fists. And I'm, let me tell you, dude, for people who haven't played the game, using your fists to do anything in that game sucks ass. <laughs> it's horrible. So he makes a pickaxe, and then everything sped up. Like, I was going through two swipes. I'm through a rock, two swipes. When I hit, oh, we hit a point where we could finally hear cows. Yes. And Jason goes, do you hear it? I'm like, what are you talking about? You can hear. But here's the best part. The best part of this was not actually the fact that you were like, oh, okay. You're excited that we're getting close. The best part was the look on your wife's face. She was so excited that the, that we made. She was stressed out. She had gotten stressed out. Her at the anxiety fact that, flared up that I'd never get out of there. Yeah. And she was like, no, we, we can't leave until you... She says this. Until you get, get your character out of this thing. And when I broke through, it was everybody cheering. in the room, yeah, everybody in the cheering. room was like, oh my God, where's my... <laughs> and then what was funny is where I came out, the next mission was is, where was my hole at? Because obviously where I ended up coming out of the hole was somewhere different. And I walk over to it, I looked at it, I looked at Jason, I'm like... If we start joking, I'm like, don't push me. Because it, it's, a, you know, it's a, a straight shot back into the abyss of nothing. Okay, for, so as a gimmick, that part was pretty fun. And actually, the way I thought about it for the show, there, there could be potential to be pretty funny if the group of us did some jackass things like that in that game. So, so I'm not up on Minecraft. Is the you premise might like that this, you have Sean. an open world that there is no purpose? You, you make your own purpose in the game? or is So... Yes and no. Uh, the basic premise is explore and survive. So there's all these right. monsters that spawn at night, and Jack can attest they yeah. do pop up, and they are a little scary when they pop up. Any, they anything in the dark potentially has zombies. So like even Jason was showing me a cave, that cave he's exploring. He goes, mm-hmm. check this out. You get close enough to where like we heard the cowls. If you get next to a wall, you start to hear the... Okay. And if he breaks through a wall, there potentially could be one right there. 
So the basic premise is, yeah, it's explore, it's gather resources. Those resources allow you to explore further and faster. Um, basically kind of a resource economic system in the game. Uh, however, I do remember now, uh, now I've seen only videos, but apparently one of the main goals, there is an end point to this game, which is more of a simulation than anything, mm-hmm. where you can build, you can get to a certain type of block and you can create you can cause a natural phenomenon to occur where you create a certain type of block. And you can only mine that block. You can only collect that block if you have a certain type of a pickaxe, which is very hard to get. And once you collected enough of these blocks, you can... I know this sounds bizarre, but you can build a gate to hell. Called the, ne- called the, nether. the nether. That was explained to Justin last night while your plan was telling me about The nether that. is basically... It's hell. It's all orange and lava and red and you know fiery and stuff. Supposedly, and I haven't done this. That doesn't sound like Dante's hell. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly, uh, in down in hell, there's a dragon, and you have to defeat the dragon. And once you've defeated the dragon, the credits roll. That is supposedly the Hmm. spoiler alert. Now, what I found, here's what I found interesting (laughs) is, as I was explaining to me last night, is the version on the Xbox Uh is is equivalent to to what's on the PC as. Like uh, an example would be, it's at like a 1.5 beta, where the PC is like on version 2.5. Okay. Yeah, so it is definitely behind. There are extra things now in the PC version that the Xbox One does there's not have. A, they they brought up some cool things. There's a there's a um like a world builder that's supposedly very cool on the PC. Um, well, the yeah, so there's a creative mode and a survival mode. Survival mode is like more of the game. The world builder is basically okay. Here's every type of possible type of block you can want, and it's basically Legos. For me, that's you not yourself the, a binary system. Like that dude made his own computer calculator. Yeah, exactly. There's an, I told Jack there's an eight. Tell me about that. There's yeah. a guy who made a fully eight, functional eight bit computer. I don't get how. I don't get how that's possible, though. It, I, like, that's where I'm are, confused. I there's a concept of electric circuits. We can explain it later. But here's here's ultimately what uh, we need to start wrapping up. I wanted to kind of get at with this, which is twenty dollars. I I don't know about you. You guys. made your money. You, you oh, made your for money me, and and then some. But then I will continue to play this and get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I think this could be a very fun, <laughs> nerdtastic, and three D group game. I'm in. Josh, there's for twenty bucks. I tell you what, Josh, there's for twenty bucks. I'm, I'm with you. There's enough retardedness for one night where we all would laugh. Like when I when I was chasing the chicken around for a bit, I'm like, because we would do dumb shit. Me and you would be like, let's get to the bottom first. Like that kind of stuff to me is kind of fun. Like I don't know or who could build the biggest house or like there's dumb stuff like that that I think that's what makes that game fun. And YouTube videos, that's where they make their fun. If nothing else, the idea of me trying to teach you guys what to do while you troll your way through the game would be entertaining. I would love to go in with a group purpose yeah. and try to achieve Well, and you purpose. were. You cracked up fun. half the time when you were trying to teach me how to do like the crafting <laughs> thing You're is just going to hear me go, this is stupid. Look, 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 I, I don't get this. Look, I think she... I'm, uh, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be Sean and, and uh, playing Modern Warfare. It's going to be me just yelling out, this is f- bullshit! <laughs> You'll hear my, the I, microphone. I do think that the... Uh, <laughs> I, do, I, I do think that the getting to the... There's a, big, a very large challenge in getting to the nether and fighting the dragon, and that could be something that is, would be a good, interesting group goal. Anyways, for twenty dollars, I think it's something that I would encourage you. I want to build a castle that spells out nerdtastic. A little bit smaller, but I want a nerdtastic castle smaller than 
defeating the end boss <laughs> yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> we, we have goals, Sean. <laughs> no, my goal is to build the castle that spells Nertastic across the world. That's Done. great. Let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, is it possible so to build a working spacecraft? Yes. Let's do that. I don't actually know. Go to space. So, um, mind space. One more bit of housekeeping, businessy related stuff. Something that none of you know I'm going to announce. Ooh. Okay. Well, you might have you have been paying attention, but I doubt it. We have been doing I something. He said, "I doubt it." We have been doing something uh, in the last several episodes that we like to call the weekly challenge. Now, last week's weekly challenge uh, was from Adam, and since he's not going to tell you about it, again. yes, that was our <laughs> weekly. Challenge. So, Adam's weekly challenge last week was go to Taco Bell and try something you haven't tried before. Gentlemen, Josh, what did you partake? Oh, I did. What'd you get? I got the. I just got a gordita. I've never had a gordita. What'd you think? Eh, yeah. Okay. I felt that way about the gordita too. I was kind of. I mean, when you go from the like they have the cheesy gordita. You can't, crunch, oh yeah, you, you can't. You can't go you can't backwards. Go backwards. Can't, yeah. yeah, that's like getting the nacho about grande. You get it, just can I get the nachos? <laughs> yeah, here's your side of chips and a little plastic cheese hey, cup. You you laugh, but that's my wife's favorite meal. Uh, Do you know that Taco Bell does not sell jalapenos? Or offer jalapenos in any way? Did not. You cannot get so jalapenos. So, Sean, Sh- that's not fair. Obviously, didn't know the challenge. Right. I, instead of trying something new, I one up myself. <laughs> I would have ordered water. With <laughs> 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 something new to get a Taco Bell. I, uh, <laughs> instead of just the ch- okay, for, for people who haven't had it, the I I love the Dorito Locos Taco, but I can only do one at a sitting. <laughs> and it and for anybody who's had it. You, you'll get why after you've had just one. I went for three. <laughs> and, and it was like, everything I, I knew it would be. And I'm not going back. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I did something new, but I didn't, ex- I, you know, hey, I didn't experience that. Now, on the same note, though, I did experience Minecraft, and that, to me, is leaps and bounds. Jason, did you do the challenge? I did. I had a double-decker taco, which I had actually never had before and was very disappointed. It was soft, not crunchy. Mm-hmm. It was like soggy. It was very odd. Gotta be careful. Did it have a Did it have a, a hard it, shell? Yeah, it had both, but the hard shell was like sogged. Have through. you Have you had the, 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 the? It's the soft shell with the beans and then it's the hard a, shell, right? It's a wannabe yeah. gordita crunch, dude. You can't fuck with the gordita crunch. We, we, we all, we all have established what we like there. Let's, <laughs> yeah. you know, we we've, we we all know. And if you're like a I've listener and many, haven't had it, I, I feel like I've had much of the Taco Bell menu over the times that I've been to Taco Bell, so I don't know that. It, I may have found something new, but I don't know if I haven't had one of their items yet. So I am going to... So here's this is the bit of news that you guys don't know that's coming. <clears throat> so Sean, because you haven't been here, uh, and I don't want to put you right on the spot, uh, next week you can come up with our weekly challenge. And I'll go ahead and I'll come up with the, uh, the one for this week. But here's the, here's the rub, as the pirates <laughs> would say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> he was an Irish pirate. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, your accent's slightly He'd be off. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> so, uh, we are going to try something yeah. with, with you guys, which is we are most of the people, you know, all of us in this room, certainly a lot of the people who listen to the show, we're game players. We like games, we like challenges. We are going to turn the weekly challenge into a game. You are going to be able to collect gamer score or points. <laughs> For each weekly challenge. Now, this is completely on the honor system. So screwed. And we, as a group, we will determine what we think each challenge, how many points that challenge is worth. 
And uh, again, it's on the honor system. It's up to you to keep track of how many points you have. But once you get to a certain point threshold, there may be a special prize involved that we're not ready to announce just yet. Yeah. But so keep track of your score. Keep track of your points. Uh, Again, we are going to, as a group, decide how many points a certain challenge is worth. Do we have an app for that? We (laughs) might one day. Uh, But then also, we definitely, definitely want you to document these weekly challenges. And that's what I was going to say. Are we... Yeah. We we want people to start... Is this video documentation? Just a picture is fine, I think. So you want to do it that way? Yep. Send in a picture. Send in a picture. Or if it's a... You know, hey, if it's you trying something at Taco Bell, just have somebody snap a little iPhone picture to us. Tweet at us. Do something. Send it to us. Gmail us. Whatever. Uh, but basically, that's the idea, is you're going to start achieving uh, gamer score. And again, it's completely on the honor system how, much, uh, how many points you have. But we're going to start that this week. And this week's weekly challenge, I'm actually going to take it to a slightly more serious place. And I, I actually encourage people to instigate a semi-random act of kindness. What I'm challenging everyone to do is everybody probably eats out in the week uh, at least once. I want you guys to tip your waiter higher than you would normally tip them. Just that simple. Just make somebody else's life just a little bit more happy. Whether or not you think they deserve it, put that aside. Set that aside. And actually just give them a little bit more money just to just do a random act of kindness. Cool. I'm not saying I'm not yeah. saying put fifty dollars out there. I'm saying, hey, I would normally tip six bucks. Throw throw ten down. I'm gonna tip the driving dude at the World's best Burger King down the street from my house. Dude, they deserve it. <laughs> they they the deserve nicest it. Freaking people. I, you, I, he's not exaggerating. The Burger King on the corner of Colorado and and uh, Chevy Chase in Glendale, in California. Glendale, California is literally the nicest people I've ever bought burgers from. And I've gone separately after he told me this, thinking it's impossible. And he's so not lying. They're they. <laughs> how's just how's genuine, your day going? Like just we're over the top. Genuinely pleasant people. So I think I think that we as human beings have the capacity to instigate kindness and change in the world. And this is, I think, one small and maybe you know I'm 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 putting too much philosophy in this, but this is one small example of how we as a group of people, the four of us, anybody who's listening, can actually put some kindness out there in the world. No, Jay, this is where you start the Kalel speech from Superman, dude. <laughs> They're good people. <laughs> they are a good people. That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, that's such a nerdy note. We have oh, to end on that. That's yes. amazing. That. I was about to say, this is getting so heavy. No. Sean brought it right that back That is the there. perfect ending. Ladies Thanks, and gentlemen, everyone. this has been Nerdtastic in 3D, episode number 26. My name is Jason Carter. Oh, I'm Jack Eckler. I'm Sean Fennell. Josh Lebrot. Thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, oh, how many uh, gamer points, gamer score, how many points should this uh, weekly challenge be worth? Almost skipped that completely over. 25. Wow. That's big. Wow. I was going to go five. Yeah, I was going to say about 10. <laughs> Josh aims high. Josh you know all what? night long has been aiming Seven. high. Go sit on your thumbs and rotate. <laughs> okay, that's all I'm going to say. Sons of bitches. You shot me and, down. And, and, I get made fun of how many bullets. All right. All right. No, no, no. This, admittedly, you're putting some money aside for this, so we'll make this one 15. That's a nice I, and, I, and I tell you what, let's, I, I'm going to, uh, tonight when I actually get home, I'm going to do a post on our Nurtask and Facebook uh, page, so, uh, just posting the weekly challenge and reminding everybody. And feel free to comment. Let us know. Absolutely. And remember, this is not something that you uh, have to do by any means, but this is something that we should feel privileged to do. And a real quick shout out to uh, one of our listeners on Facebook for posting uh, as a response to one of the, the, cook, the cereal challenge, posted double 
Chocolate Cookie Crisp recommending that to the Nerdtastic team as Whoa. as a uh, extreme cereal option next time you go. I was impressed to see it, and bravo, sir. We commend you. Can we deep fry it? So, ladies and gentlemen, like we said, this has been Nerdtastic in 3D, episode number 26. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Pasta, pasta. Nerdtastic. 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 In 3D.